Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show is our latest live episode. We recorded this one live from Maya Cinemas here in Las Vegas, and it is on the very ridiculous but very, very fun comedy strays about a bunch of raunchy talking dogs, and uh, it, we had a really great time talking about this one. Uh, joining me for the recording was uh, Tony Gonzalez, her first time on the show, my mom, Sonny Rosen, who's been on the show before but never as a uh, full-fledged guest, and then Michael Novelli from The Potastic Friends, a great uh, dog enrichment organization here in Las Vegas. So, uh, great conversation coming up, great time at the live show. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Along with all that, we do have a Patreon. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, I just you know am happy that you're out there listening. Of course, subscribing, commenting if you're you know enjoying the episodes, and maybe have a puzzle piece you want to throw into the mix. But you can also support the show that way. The Patreon has bonus and advanced content from piecing it together from Awesome Movie Year, which is another movie podcast that I produce, and from my music career. So lots of great stuff over there. It's patreon.com slash Rosen. Check it out. And with that said, let's get into our live recorded episode from Maya Cinemas on Strays. So everybody, I'm David Rosen. I'm the host of Piecing It Together podcast. And what we do here is we talk about a movie through the lens of what other movies inspired it. And we're going to talk about this insane movie that we just watched, Strays. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a ridiculous one to get into. But first, I want to introduce my guest, starting off just to my right here. She's been on my show on some special episodes before. She's also interrupted many of these live shows before. Uh, but she's a big dog person, and so I thought uh, I would actually have her on the panel. This is my mom, Sunny Rosen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm proud to be here. Yeah. What do what, you think of the movie, real quick? Well, it's not Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I really loved it. It's It's... It was stupid, but I, and and I teared up once or twice. Yeah, I think the makers of the movie would agree with you, uh, but but that's okay. They I mean, went, that's they're yeah. going for as stupid as can be. So it uh, was. yeah. Uh, just to the side there, we've got Tony Gonzalez. Tony. Hello, not hey, the football Tony. player. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Thank you so much for being here. It's Tony's <laughs> first time on uh, this podcast. We are both in the Las Vegas Film Critics Society. I see her at all the screenings and all that stuff, and I'm happy to finally have her on the show. Thanks for having me. I really pre- And this was a fun one to start with. Oh, God, yeah. Thank so, you so much for having me. I appreciate uh, it. I'm excited to see like what we all get into as we get into it. But just a uh, general quick thought. What did you think? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I I think right now, because we're so used to seeing the artsy films, the ones yeah. that are multi-layered, and what do they really mean and very meta, this was a nice movie to just sit back, watch, and laugh yeah. your ass off. Absolutely. I, I was saying earlier today, I told my mom, like, the re- response so far, as of, like, the early screenings, we both skipped our critic screenings, mm-hmm. but... Uh, 
the response so far has been from this is like the worst movie I've ever sat through to like hilarious comedy like go see it and no and quite honestly I think it was a mistake for us to skip that screening because were you like me and that you were laughing so much you missed a lot of the lines yeah yeah <laughs> I was just laughing the whole time like Agreed. seriously I, it Agreed. was hilarious on the end there we've got Michael Novelli here from Potastic Friends. Michael, how's it going? Good, good. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to talk about Potastic Friends and letting us see this cool movie. We haven't been to the movies in a long time, so yeah. we're around dogs all the time, so seeing dogs talk is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'm... Uh, I'd love to hear like some of the dogs that you've worked with over the years. If any of them would be, uh, you know, going on adventures like this, if you think. And that's what Tony was just saying. She would like to hear what our dogs are thinking, and with us having all these dogs at our center. Yeah. We have small dogs, big dogs, and I'm sure someone would say some of the swear words that were in this movie <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. a great movie. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, I always like to uh, get out there into the open. What the show is and how it works first off for these live shows because I know not everybody here has listened to Piecing It Together, the podcast before. So what we do is we talk about a movie through the lens of what other movies might have inspired it and those other movies we call puzzle pieces. And it could also be a TV show or some other kind of media. And I like to do with these live shows, I like to throw a puzzle piece out there right away, just get right into it. So that way anyone who's here doesn't know how the show works will kind of get into the idea. And uh, I'm going to start off with 2016 Sausage Party, uh, which is another movie about uh, talking things. In that case, it's uh, food and groceries from a grocery store who are all just insanely raunchy and awful. And obviously, like in this movie with the dogs, you just, you know, it's a big juxtaposition to have like talking animals, but they're also just awful. And uh, that is, it's kind of funny that, I, when this movie was first announced and we first started seeing trailers, like I thought for sure, like some of those guys, like the Seth Rogans and the Jonah Hills and the James Franco's, like all those guys were involved in this. But it was like totally different people with Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. And uh, the director did Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar a couple of years ago, which so funny, but like totally different from this. I mean, as crazy as this, but certainly not like raunchy or hard R, you know, language or whatnot but sausage party though just i i don't know i don't know if everybody loves it i loved that movie when it came out i haven't seen it since it came out i will say they have a tv series coming out uh from it which is really weird like i can't imagine how they're going to expand upon that but let's start with mom did you see Sausage Party? You never saw it. Okay, I think you'd love it, but... Okay, so when you were very, very young, mm -hmm. there were certain movies that you loved that we watched, when I say hundreds of times, oh, you know, yeah. like UHF and sure. stuff like... How about, do you remember John Belushi? Uh, the brother. <laughs> K9. K9. Oh, How many God. times did we yeah. watch K9? So it's a miracle we didn't end up getting a shepherd. But <laughs> now we sort of have one. Yeah, we've got and an Australian shepherd. So, kinda. Yeah. So actually, I just watch dog movies and passing by, whatever I find. Well, you watch tons of them, and I know Dad loves uh, dog bear, movies, too. So. Bear movies. Bear movies. We're not going to well, talk about Hachi, because if we talk about, I say the word Hachi. is the other end of the spectrum from this. That, but. to me, if anybody ever has clogged tear ducts, oh, yeah. just put on Richard Gere in Hachi and oh, see if you can make, my 
I can't even talk about. Well, maybe maybe I'm a complete idiot, but I was crying during this movie. So. I, cried, I, <laughs> yeah. I teared up twice. Yeah. Uh. Well, you know, back to Sausage Party. Tony, you a fan of that one? Uh, you know, I'm like you. I saw it and I haven't seen it since. I remember it being really raunchy and funny. Yeah. But also like you, and I tend to not agree 100% all the time, but I 100% agree with you. Is I'm not sure how that's going to translate to television right, right. necessarily, but... <laughs> Yeah, that was that's kind of what I expected with this, mm -hmm. but I can completely see where you would get that right thorough on. line. Yeah, a hundred percent. Michael, Sausage Party, you a fan of that one? I haven't seen it yet. Haven't but seen I'm it. I'm going to have to. Yeah, oh, yeah. If, if you like things that shouldn't be talking, saying fuck a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. This movie definitely my, said it's on my that a lot. They sure did. Absolutely, well, my mom well, says that a lot too. What, but, yeah. what this yeah. movie kind of reminded me? There was a movie called Knocked Up with Seth Rogen and sure. Catherine Heigl. And they say fuck a lot in that movie. <laughs> and Seth Rogen was uh, in taking the marijuana like the mm -hmm. character in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was looking for his way, just like Reggie in this movie. Yeah. Trying to find his way. Yeah. No, absolutely. So it was kind of, you know, the same kind of concept. Yeah. I Where think... am I going in life? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he has to learn to grow. And this adventure, as, as off-color and weird and out there as it is, it's kind of his growth, even though normally you'd associate that with more of like a coming-of-age sweet movie, you know? Right. But, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mom, let's go to a puzzle piece. What do you have? Uh, no, I'm just thinking, who's, who's uh, the rapper that does, I ain't a player, I just fuck a lot? <laughs> that, that's big pun thank you oh man yes. i loved him boy something like that uh, yo Brico. yeah yeah okay. i love your mother no, yeah don't i don't know what's happening <laughs> we love sony no, no I, I don't have a real puzzle piece because i i like more like stupid horror when well, it comes to animals. Did it remind you of any stupid horror when it comes to animals? Any any bears wrecking shit or crocodiles or jaws or anything? Gr Grizzly Park is one of my all-time favorites. Grizzly Park. Let's let's talk about that. Tell us yeah. about Grizzly Park. These kids do bad stuff, so they have to spend, I guess, a week cleaning up a park with this forest ranger is in charge and the kids they did bad stuff. They might have smoked a little marijuana or something, and then sure enough, a bear shows up, and one of the great scenes is when this girl is going to take a shower, and there's a window there, and the bear swipes at her through the window, window and her implants come flying out. Oh my god! So that, to me, is classic. You can't make something like that. I, I feel like we all have to watch Grizzly Park now, but I will say, uh, Doug, kind of exhibits some of those uh, you know traits and so of course yeah, he, he gets his in the end so yeah. i think i think i think you can use grizzly park as a puzzle piece here mom thank you yeah. thank you very much good, good first one. i i watched it. the revenge uh, very recently uh, grizzly part 2 the revenge it was it was so awful i i mean the original grizzly is great and then the movie the bear mm -hmm. where nobody spoke until like the very end that's great i don't think this is like i didn't the bear, like though. revenant because the bear was fucking leonardo dicaprio <laughs> oh, okay and let's move on to <laughs> 
I thought, is that bear really fucking him, you know? You're going to run out of puzzle pieces here, Mom, if you okay. keep throwing them out there. <laughs> Let's move on to Tony's first piece. Uh, I have two. Do you want them both now, or do you want just one? Let's do one. Mom's just throwing them out there one after another. Let's do just one. Though. Mine's kind of a little G-rated, but I actually thought it was really reminiscent of Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this Buzz Lightyear with his innocence and his just, you know, everything is peachy and quite literal really reminded me of Reggie. And... Uh, you know, Bob's kind of the guy, and they're all just trying to get back to the owner. They're all just trying, you know, right. obviously it's a little different in that he wants revenge, and in Toy Story, they just want to get back to Andy. Yeah. But they have to go through all these adventures as a group, yeah. and each has their own, like, little flavor and their own little things, and it got rough there for a little while. <laughs> sure. No pun intended, but mm -hmm. no, um, that that's one where I kept thinking. It was just like these little animated things that you think can't speak don't speak but yet we give them life a lot like our pets yeah so i kind of you know equated it to toy story a lot oh, i love that and yeah speaking of giving them life and like our pets all speak they all have their mm -hmm. own voices and all that uh i just released an album called the pup pups by the way insert <laughs> plug but um no i i think toy story though uh is great and also you get to meet all these other characters along the way you know and here we've got like the dog the narrator dog and like all the dogs at the park and all that stuff and the cats who are just like fuck you quietly or well i think the dog said it to them but the you narrator know. dog was the best he was it was so fun. The only thing that would have made it perfect was if he were a golden retriever, oh, as right. opposed to a lab. But other than that, yeah. I mean, I just died at yeah. that part because it was so true and so spot on. But yeah, they had you know the little the little girl who's like you know little Miss Bo Peep, and it was just it was it was cute for an adult, and it was perfect, and I loved it. Yeah, I I loved it too. Uh, Michael, do you got something over there? A puzzle piece. I've got a lot of different ideas, but nothing. I want to hear your second one because I was so excited. Oh, no. But I don't want to throw out the, the, the order here. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to cheat and let her, her second one be. Tony, let's go into your next one and then. Uh... So also an animated film. You're going to go, why animated? Okay. I actually thought it was very reminiscent of Up. Okay. Do you remember in the beginning? Did did everybody here see Up? Sure. Yeah. It was you were five minutes in, and you were like, "This is supposed to be an animated freaking movie," and I'm bawling my eyes out. Right, right. It was the same thing with this. I'm like, okay, if anybody touches the dog, I'm out. Like, sorry. Yeah. But this one like really started out on kind of like a sad note, and you're like, oh no, no, just like you were with Up, and then you met a dumb dog. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of a little. Yeah. You know, a little too idealistic, if you will. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of reminded me of Doug, you know, like totally completely. And they had like a cantankerous guy with the wheelchair and, and tennis balls. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So I don't typically watch animated movies that much. And I know you probably think because both of my puzzle pieces are animated, but these two just really kind of went hand in hand with me. They they absolutely fit. Um, I, I think that they're they're both great, and it definitely has like that kind of a vibe and that kind of an adventure. I, I'll throw in some. Uh, I I'm gonna go with Homeward Bound yeah. uh, for my first puzzle piece, as far as like talking dogs on an adventure, and of course you know a more squeaky clean, family friendly version of that. But I that is exactly what this is. It's it's taking that idea of like what if these dogs could talk? What if they get together and go on an adventure and you know I love the whole thing of like you know you never quite know where it's going to go each day of their trip and if they're going to even be able to do it but of course they're going to be able to do it because it kind of follows a family movie uh, trajectory except it's super hard R and all over the place. Do you remember Lassie? <laughs> That's one of your. Lassie had a dog. L Lassie is one of your father's nicknames because he always gets lost 
on his way home from the store, but he always comes home. <laughs> his other nickname is also very dog related. You know, the, the wrinkled forehead? Uh-huh. Sharpay head. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's another, you should hear the bad nicknames. Just Those out of, for the good ones. Out of curiosity, what is he in your in your phone? Is it his name or do you have a nickname for him, for a caller ID? Oh, you mean like Dick? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it usually says dad and I sort of vomit within myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's because we shared contacts at some point and somehow it just got saved in there. Yeah, but, Tin. Yeah. Remember the shepherd? Yeah, he was a real hero. It was a real... So we're just going to name dog heroes here. I, I'm all for it. That the works. list is long of that one. What about, what about when they're in this movie, they're doing the scene where they're all walking down the railroad tracks? Mm-hmm. Tell me what movie you thought about that, because I know for sure what mine was. Some Stand By Me in there? Absolutely. Me that was sure. it, 100%. I was like, this is so... That's such a callback. There were a few things like that, and I don't know if any of you guys have any other ones, but a few things like that where there was like individual scenes that kind of like, uh, you know, reminded me of specific things, even yes. though it's just one scene within the movie. But, like, when they finally get to Doug and they're all just kind of taking turns on him and, like, <laughs> messing him up, like, it was, like, Gulliver's Travels slash Army of Darkness, you know, all the little guys <laughs> yeah. just, like, you know, just totally just coming at him from different angles and he can't catch his bearings, you know? So I thought of that. Um, also, just, we haven't had Will Ferrell, like, you know, he's gotten older and you don't, you know, expect him to do this kind of stuff anymore, but we haven't had him just, like, yelling a lot, you know, in a while. So I was thinking of old school, of him just, like, losing it and just screaming, you know? See, and it's funny you say old school. I was thinking Elf. Okay. Because yeah. it's the same thing where he's just trying to be getting, you know, gotten rid of by his owner or his father in this case, but he's mm-hmm. so like, but I love you and you're my owner and I didn't even know you were bad. Yeah. I want to be here and so completely innocent yeah and i just thought that because with his voice obviously you can't see facial expressions but will ferrell has that voice yeah that you could just he just know he's just so innocent and yeah. hopeful and the poor dog had no idea he was just had the one of the worst owners on the planet <laughs> no, just like well, he did in, in elf he had one of the worst fathers and it all kind of comes together in the end but it's yeah. funny you should say old school that's a great one yeah elf elf is an awesome one to include here uh michael you got anything you want to yeah, so the other one speaking of will ferrell stepbrothers mm-hmm. yes when when he was you know his new stepbrother and they were trying to figure out how to get along and don't play my drum set <laughs> and then his older brother he hated his older brother and he used to always battle it out and then at the end he saved them. The yeah. Catalina, what is it? The Catalina wine mixer. Yes. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right, true. they became best friends. So he was finding his way, just like Reggie in this movie. Yeah. No, that, I love that. That's Absolutely. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. That's a great one. It, it's funny, like, you know, I was just saying about Will Ferrell, we haven't seen, like, letting loose and yell. Like, we really haven't gotten many of these kinds of, like, hard, hard R-rated comedies lately. Like, this year we did have a couple. It feels like they're trying to bring them back. We had uh, No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Cocaine Bear and... But this one like falls right into that kind of a vibe and it's something that I think has been missing and so I'm glad, I hope this does well. I mean, we're seeing it right as it's opening. Like I hope people enjoy this movie and like go out and see it. Maybe we'll get more stuff like this. Mom, I think you have uh, something you were about to bring up there. He was naked in that movie old school. <laughs> Who was? I, uh, Will Ferrell. We didn't get to see maybe his butt, you know, but I always look for naked men in movies. Yeah. 
We saw a dog penis in this movie. Yeah, oh, oh, that yeah. was exceptionally, yes. Yeah. We saw a lot What's of dog penis. What's your favorite penis. line from that movie, Sonny? From which line? From, from old school. I, don't, I swear to God, I don't remember. You know, I was thinking, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> you're my boy, Blue. Okay, boy, Blue. okay. Absolute classic yes, that's line. Great. That's a great one. Now, I couldn't remember. Do you guys remember, not to make this a Will Ferrell podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, and uh, Anchorman, he had the dog that he would always talk to. Oh, Baxter. Baxter. Didn't Baxter look a little like You're right. Reggie? Is this like a shared he... universe, possibly? <laughs> <laughs> like... Did they cross over? I thought Reggie looked like Benji a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That's what Baxter looked yeah, like. Yeah, they came home one night from the movies, him and his father, maybe 20 years ago or something. And I remember Richie said to me, we cried. And I said, why did you drop your popcorn? <laughs> He said, no, it was Benji. They were. I saw Benji in the theater? With your dad. Or Benji, too, maybe. Maybe Benji, too. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I remember he took me to see The Deadpool, the Clint Eastwood movie, when I was like eight or something, seven or eight. Oh, we took you to some bad stuff, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Name some of them into the mic. Oh, we didn't take you to Jaws because you weren't even in our mind at that time. That was... Mitchell. And my dad took me to see Scarface. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Okay. This this might have had more swearing than Scarface, and Scarface had a lot. <laughs> yeah, no that's kidding. true. Yeah, no that kidding. Is we should have done a counter Just like on. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I'm swearing in that one, too. 100%. Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street. That might have. That, Wall Street. That count was This gives all there. those a uh, run for their money. But uh, I'll throw another one in, um, and then maybe we'll open it up to the floor for some uh, puzzle pieces. But uh, I, I wanted to bring up Isle of Dogs, the Wes Anderson mm-hmm. film, which is a movie that I love. Um, one of my favorite Wes Anderson films, but a movie that, uh, you know, takes, takes these dogs and really gives them the personalities that we know and love about dogs like it's not just animated dogs it's like they have all the traits of real dogs like the trying to get to sleep on the ground and trying to spin in a circle (laughs) and like all those awkward weird little tics that dogs have and that we love about them and that's one of the things i love so much about isla dogs like there's this one thing where they're like they sneeze every few minutes through the movie and it's like, it just reminds me of like how they do that thing and like they just all those like little things that are just so perfectly captured about the oddness of dogs and that's why I love them because they're just so goofy and silly and fun and Isla Dogs did it so well I thought this did it well, too. you're totally right. The eating of the vomit <laughs> yes. was one thing I thought. Okay, that, that, but that's totally true. Yes. Anybody who's had a dog knows that that happens all the time, or the sniffing of the butt. Mm-hmm. Like that in society, we would never do that. Why do we allow our best friends Dogs, to do that? But they don't do that at Portastic, do they? No. But one of the unique, funny things I think is when they put the dog boot booties on them to walk out on the concrete. Yeah, and they do that little doop doop. Oh, I love that! It's hilarious. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to vi- figure it out. I have a video you have to see. You're gonna have to send that to me. I'm we'll going share it to. On our page. It is fantastic talking about that. But yeah. anyway, neither here nor there. Doggy right. boots are great. Doggy they're, shoes are great. They are so cute. I love yeah. that. They're like, what's on my feet? <laughs> it's like a spacewalk. Well, I've got some prizes, and if anybody in the audience here has any puzzle pieces they want to throw into our list here, um, we got prizes for you. We got we got Stray's stuff. We got my new album, The Pup Pups, with all songs about dogs and cats. Does anybody have anything? I, I see a hand right there. So I actually wore my shirt because I thought of it. It's Deadpool. Okay. It's, oh, it's yeah. Parts one or two, mm-hmm. 2016 Deadpool or part two. Um the first thing I noticed was the like the marketing of this movie. It's a lot of white, red, and black, oh. like in terms of like the, the, the 
posters and the the title card and everything. So that's one. That's interesting. But also the the different like I guess shock scenes of of Deadpool. There's like you know crazy scenes with people getting their heads cut off and yeah. crazy violence. There's you know sexual stuff in both movies of like you know really you know crazy to watch on screen. So there's a lot of like shock value moments in sure. these moments like like shock sequences. I sure. I think that's that's great and you're absolutely right. I mean look these tennis balls and stuff that we have. It's all red, white, and black. All, everything in the marketing. You're totally right about that. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just totally going for shock value, which is exactly like the entire shtick of Deadpool. And it's funny, I, while you were saying that, like I was thinking, um, you know, if this movie is a hit, what could they do with this movie for, you know, future Strays installments too. or whatever, Strays 2? Um, you know, Deadpool, they did that weird little spinoff thing where it was it was Deadpool 2, but they like Christmasified it. Like a Christmas Strays would actually be like really fun, you know, them getting presents or whatever some shit goes down with the family whatever like that could be uh, really fun so, uh, we got uh, some deadpool fans over here oh yeah deadpool's yeah. i mean come on it was one that, it it was a lot like a superhero movie just for us adults in the same way that like shrek was for kids mm -hmm. but had adult things in it that only adults got right. and made it so so that's that's how I kind of feel about that. Yeah. But I loved it because it was just, even though it seemed like it, it, it appealed to a broader audience, it was raunchy and funny in, in that same way. Yeah, I think people want that. You know, like I was saying earlier, like they're, we're kind of starting to get some R-rated comedies back again. And I, I think people do want that. And obviously Deadpool 3 is on the way. And well, like I said, we'll see how this movie does. But now, I wonder, do you think a movie like this would be harder or easier to shoot? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, the effects were really good. Like, they made the dogs really, like, fit Mouthy. in and talk well. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. It must be a challenge, though. I would think it'd be, yeah, half of one dozen of another. I mean, because you don't really have the Hollywood personalities necessarily on set. You just have them in a booth, you know, with a microphone, not yeah. unlike us here. Um, but then you have dogs. What do they say? Never work with children and dogs. So right. I was just curious to see what you guys thought, if it would be easier or harder. Yeah, I'm not sure about easier or harder. I will say, though, uh, that I believe this was Jamie Foxx's last role before he started having some health problems. And, man, did he kill this movie. He killed it. He's, Unbelievable. Yeah. We work with dogs every day, and it's not easy. <laughs> you no, never know what it. they're going to do. Yeah. I believe it. E yeah. Even though I don't work with dogs, you're absolutely right. Try, try to take photos and videos of dogs. <laughs> it's, it's a challenge. <laughs> so this, what they did here, was amazing. It was great. It was absolutely it, amazing. It really was. It, it wasn't... I mean, there were a couple of parts that were a little too fake, but... Yeah. Come on, it was Just still great. Try yeah. to get a dog to sit and get the head straight, and they got a whole. You, you should you should try dog. getting the Rosen dogs to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they not one of them listens, so I think I'm batting a thousand. Mm -hmm. I say come, they turn around. I say sit, they disappear. It's perfection. Absolutely. Now Michael's trainers are terrific because he's they're working with they're working with strays. Okay. That's what they do. I need your help then because my dog does not stay. So we're, we're going to exchange information we'll, we'll after. Yeah, we'll absolutely. absolutely. 100%. Well, we won't teach your dog how to say fuck. No, <laughs> don't. Good idea. Although I'm pretty sure he probably already does anyway. Like, what the yeah. fuck is this lady doing? We just can't hear it, but they're probably saying it. Yeah, no absolutely. Doubt, no doubt. Do we have any other uh, puzzle pieces in the audience? Right here in the front. Just from the adventure standpoint, uh, Finding Nemo. Okay. It was something oh, yeah. that I, I saw. Um, where he got lost and then he went on these adventures to go 
how to find his dad again, and of course, went through all these different adventures. Another animation, but sure, that's kind of what I saw on the on the G-rated side. But yeah, I love I love the movie. Yeah, there's so much Pixar here. So Finding Nemo, absolutely, and we like we were talking earlier about Toy Story and Up. But like, yeah, there, there's so much of that here and i mean dogs are just so cute and like you know they're usually so part of a family friendly thing so i mean it's almost impossible not to go in that direction even when you're filling their mouths with you know all this crap no that's totally true 100 yeah. percent. yeah anybody who owns a dog just looks at him and go i'd look at my dog all the time and i think if he had a voice what kind of a voice would he be yeah so yes i totally understand that what do we got i saw some more hands over there um, I was thinking Ted because I didn't know what I was looking oh. into. Yes. And it looks so Ted. innocent. Dogs. Oh. And it's so adult yeah. and raunchy and drugs and cussing. A little bear. And it just had that kind of like, it's usually for children, but it's not. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I think, I don't know, maybe Tony, if you happen to know this, but was Ted like the highest rated? It was. Uh, uh, highest uh, grossing uh, R rated comedy of all time? It was ridiculous. Well, I think they're for a time, though. I don't yeah. think necessarily I think I think it, uh, maybe Deadpool actually is what beat it out, but right. yeah. Uh, but then they had to come and make Deadpool 2 a little PG 13, I think is what it ended up being because uh -huh. they realized they could make a little bit more money. If Squeeze they... some money out yeah, of it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. But no, I was actually thinking about Ted as well like I, I think that that's a great one and yeah just giving the giving voices to things that shouldn't have voices kind of like sausage party we were talking about earlier but making those voices just as raunchy as hell and just going all the way over the top with it uh we had another one from the crowd over there so you actually took the one i was thinking of homeward bound sure one of my favorite movies uh, from childhood uh, but the other one was garfield Oh. With regards to the animation, in terms of how they were making the the animals talk, um, which in Garfield I don't think they did it very well, and they're you know obviously disappointing in terms of like them only animating Garfield but not the others. Um, and I also saw that style in Doctor Doolittle. Um, so you go back to you know uh, the the one with Eddie Murphy. Uh -huh. So you, you talk about you know it's impossible to you know make you know uh, to work with you know kids or dogs. It's like, well, it's, I can imagine how difficult it would be to animate that. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job, you know, making it, you know, look like, you know, they were talking. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that, uh, as, as we were going, as they were going through it, it was like, yeah, you know, this is a, you know, little reminiscent of Garfield, but this one was a heck of a lot funnier. Yeah. Sorry, I love Garfield, but they could have done better with that movie. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it in so many years, but I could imagine. But, um, you know, to that point, though, uh, you know, about how hard this might have been, we were talking about it earlier, and then talking about it there with Dr. Doolittle, like, uh, you don't have any humans here for most of the movie to kind of share the screen with. And so it has to be, like, so flawless for a movie like this to kind of work otherwise it's just gonna look like crap and i yeah i think they did a great job of actually making all these animals kind of exist in this this world that we're watching and they don't look just like cgi or anything like that they look like dogs talking so. see now i hope i'm so sorry i That's hope okay. they they merchandise these <laughs> yeah. in that like how they've done everything barbified lately oh sure. let's hope they make everything regified yeah or, you know that that would be so great i would buy that okay what i didn't like now that I think about it, was when the dog knew that the guy hitting on the girl was a serial killer <laughs> and had three, if he wasn't bullshitting, and there were three, well, that, that was something they didn't close. They, they, they you wanted more of that. There should have been, been that's a, good point. a torture scene and the dogs coming in and rescuing 
her or something. But don't bring up a point and not have an end to it. That's, I used to take great, writing classes. That's a great <laughs> point. So in the sequel, you're going to tell about that. I want to know all about that serial murderer rapist. You could just go watch that Dahmer show on Netflix. It was pretty good. Oh, I never saw it. The Jeffrey oh, Dahmer thing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just and watch this and that back to back and you've got your whole story. Exactly. He looked a lot like that guy Bernie from the subway. Who shot all those guys? Bernie from the subway who shot all those guys. Yeah. Does anybody else have <laughs> the subway guy? Uh, you want a piece of this? And then he shot the four kids. I'm not sure if any of them died. Wow, this is getting dark, Mom. No kidding. <laughs> you like a law and order. I'm, I'm hooked on law and order. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yeah, that's how we should end this. We got another one in the front here. I'm going to say, I didn't know it was a Lord Miller production, mm-hmm. and although it wasn't directed by them. Sure. I was going to say 21 Jump Street or right. 22 yeah. uh, in terms of, again, crazy sequences, a, a drug trip sequence. Yeah. The, you know, the end scene. I, I won't say it, but the end scenes are very similar and the movies. So definitely felt like one of their movies. I was thinking about those as well. I, I think you're absolutely right. The 21 Jump Street movies, they're just so out there, like so over the top. And like uh, everybody in those movies it just, you can feel that they are just having so much fun making them. And you could tell, even though we're not seeing these actors, it's just their voices, you could tell they're just having just a blast making oh, this. So much fun. Have you yeah. seen the behind the scenes? It's on YouTube. You guys can check it out. But just of the actors playing off of each other and like the bloopers that they have and the alt lines that they have, go on YouTube and, and check out the Strays page because it, it's got some really good content on there. So now to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> That Channing Tatum movie with a dog and he dog. Can, dog. And he, yeah, and he has to bring the dog to the guy's funeral. Yes. So is that a puzzle piece? You know what? Total we'll, depression. We'll allow it. It's definitely a little more depressing. <laughs> Total but, yeah. Depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a solid movie. It's called Dog. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that he, old. he has to bring a military dog across country. And so, yeah, they get into adventures on a cross country country track him and the dog this is all dogs and they say fuck a lot so it's different but um yeah. definitely dogs on an adventure for sure so okay. we that's could, uh, my last piece that's that's a good last piece that's to, a great to one actually on. I, I think i think that's that's perfect that's um, a good one thank you I, I think that does it. I, I, like, I think we got into a lot of really good stuff with these puzzle pieces we talked about. So um, I think we could wrap it up there. Mom, is there another movie you watched recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners and our audience here? Here in the theater, you mean? And the people listening at home. Oh, yeah. Meg too. <laughs> yes. The, uh, and, and he did take a shower in the beginning, but you didn't get to see anything. So that was the only reason I went. I said, I'll, see, I'll even go to Meg 3 if he takes another shower. <laughs> Back to the naked men again. She sure did. She oh, sure did. Oh, God, I could look at that body forever. But uh, Meg 2 is probably, it's probably about the stupidest movie I've seen, and I see only stupid movies. I would say, Pear, it's the stupidest of all for the last five, ten years. I love that the last few movies my mom has seen in the theater are uh, <laughs> Meg 2, this... Uh, and, and Oppenheimer, like like, <laughs> what are like a list scrambled. of movies? My brains are totally scrambled. Ay, ay, so. ay. Tony, what's the uh, best thing you've seen recently? Oh, what's the best? I've been watching a lot of television lately. Okay. Law and Order. A lot of <laughs> Law and Order. Every night. SBU. Um, what have I been? I can't even. What have we been watching? Like, we've been watching Winning Time on Winning. HBO. Uh, we got the series there. We're, but I think we were near the finale. I think that has been really fun to watch. Okay. Um, 
a few things on Apple that are coming out that are spectacular uh, lessons in chemistry, which was a book that got turned into a series. That's been really great. And uh, movie wise, I actually I, I also enjoyed Oppenheimer. But part of that is because I grew up in New Mexico mm. and I've been to the site. So that to me maybe gave it a little bit more flavor for me. But yeah, um, yeah it would probably be the last theatrical release that I saw that I liked. Right on. Very much. How about you, Michael? Well, this is the first time I've been in a movie theater in about four years. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're in so a movie theater right now. Tell them why. Tell um, them what you've been doing for years. Uh, well, we work full time and then we have Pawtastic Friends. We have our Enrichment Training Center for the Rescue Dogs. So two full-time jobs. Yeah. So this was cool to actually sit in here and watch a movie. I was trying to keep my eyes open because if it gets dark in here, it's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, they have nice seats here at Maya oh Cinema. My yeah, you couldn't I, get I missed my seats. movie seats. I was telling your mom. Yeah. My house. But uh, for TV, I, I tried, was trying to catch some of this Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Haven't been to that yet, or the 1923, but I, 1924, is it? 1923. 23, oh, and yeah, then there's 1883 yes. that okay. I just no. finished, and Taylor Sheridan, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. He's fantastic. You yeah. would like his movie, Hell or High Water. I'll oh, yeah. Watch that That's what got me started on him. Yeah. The writing and the girl narrating the story, it was, it was a fantastic TV show. Right on. So, Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Have you guys seen 1883? I have. I, my my dad watches it in wax tracks. Uh, you know, and we hear just shooting and yeah, yelling right. and everything while people are trying to shop. But I have a side story. Oh, so boy. this guy makes a movie here in town. His name is, I think, Christopher. No. Well, forget his name. It's not important. He made some movie. <laughs> and Richie's watching a movie. Up uh, the first floor, and this guy is shooting the movie downstairs. I don't remember the name of it or his name. I'm friends on Facebook, and one of the actresses comes upstairs and says to Richie, "Could you lower your movie? We're filming downstairs." <laughs> <laughs> he was very offended. <laughs> well, mom. I love your mom. I love your mom. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh wait, one of the last movies I saw, you forgot. Hmm. Let's do the time oh, again. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's yeah, right. We right. went to see Rocky Horror. <laughs> yep, we did. Awesome. Wow. Mom, Yeah. do you want to plug anything? I want to plug Potastic Friends. So we'll do a double yeah. Potastic Friends you plug. You more about Potastic Friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael, you should really do it, but I'll start it. Go How's that? It. So years ago, Michael and Melissa would, on their days off, they would go to the NSPCA and they would walk the dogs that were in the kennels. And then they decided they could do this kind of thingy on their own. And it took a little bit of time and they opened up a 5,000 square foot training center. And the idea is if you go to any kind of a rescue here in town, there's better than a 50% chance that Michael and Melissa at Potastic Friends work with that rescue, and they may have a dog in there that you fall in love with, and the dog can't be leashed, and the dog doesn't even know how to sit or anything. All the donations go to these dogs getting training, which doesn't cost the rescues anything, and then you can end up adopting a dog of your dreams, and they work with a lot of uh, breeds that are put down frequently. Is that a good way to put it? That's the proper way to put it. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot, lot of bigger dogs and pit bull dogs that a lot are of labeled pitties. as mean. And it's, it's the owners. I mean, right. we've seen little dogs that are five pounds that are 
Huh. What yeah. are the biggest challenges you guys are facing right now in this? Money. In this well, right now, uh, Las Vegas is so overcrowded with animals and the shelters. I mean, if you call a shelter right now, they're telling you, don't bring the dog for three weeks. Right. Don't bring yeah. the dog for a week. So last night, one of our friends, Mark Chinook, and I was just telling you briefly, he called us last night. Somebody tied a dog to a tree in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He and did tell me that. I went to the center. I got the chip reader. No chip. So he goes, what do we do? So he kept the dog last night at his house, and then we found one of our rescue partners to take the dog today. And the dog is small, probably 30 pounds. I met the dog, giving kisses, giving licks. Beautiful. That's so right. somebody, people, people, unfortunately right now, they're so overwhelmed with what's going on in the world, they can't take care of their dogs. Oh, and, but you know what, dog is a lifetime commitment. It's not like you get a new girlfriend, you get a new boyfriend, you get a new baby, you know. That's what people really need to. Yeah, you remember think that about. boyfriends <clears throat> up there in the not always a lifetime commitment. Just so we're on the not same page. Marriage, but some of us are too lazy to go to a lawyer. And then the, <laughs> the most important thing when we're all growing up, Bob Barker helped control the pet population. Every mm-hmm. pet spayed or neutered. Oh, right. Nothing drives me more crazy than when somebody has a pit bull or a chihuahua. Like, oh, it's so cute. I just want to have one litter. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Enough. You know they don't want to be in the, in the shelter. So many dogs are losing their lives and animals because people are being irresponsible. So the people need to be held accountable. We need to do better with our our laws and rules and regulations. Could not agree with you more. Absolutely. So the more people that can help us help the dogs, we change and save lives of Pawtastic Friends and we can help our rescue partners and save lives. And that's exactly what this program does. We've had over 619 dogs adopted that have been through our program. And how many rescues are you working with currently? Right now there's 28 signed up to participate. We have 52 spots available. We need more time. We need another center. We need more committed people. So we're always looking for volunteers and people to help. Because our building right now with the training costs, the landlord gets paid, our trainers get paid because they have to eat and pay their bills, utilities. It's about $250,000 a year to run this. So we just go on the good graces and people donating. So always looking for businesses, people to donate, you know, the yeah. Rosen, the Rosens, thankfully for them are huge supporters. Zip it. <laughs> Zip it. In case he's hiding uh, in the back. Richie's not Zip listening. Does Richie well, listen? Does dad listen to the podcast? He, he doesn't know how, but uh, okay. I'm sure he would. So yeah. we're, we're good. Richie's son, he gave us $5 last month. The uh, rescue that yeah. I work with is the Retriever Rescue here in Las Vegas. And the Golden, Golden Retrievers. Okay. We've had a few of the Vegas Golden Knights adopt from us, but what we do is and I think that we we may be one of your partners. I'm not entirely sure, but um, we rescue uh, dogs from Korea, Korean meat farm oh, dogs. God. Uh, Literally destined for the dinner plate. Uh-huh. And um, I rescued two dogs. Uh, one, unfortunately, just passed. Another one just came. Uh, so, so cute, but so, so dumb. <laughs> Murphy is just, he's just the best. But um, I can completely relate to you and the need for money and volunteers and time because so many rescues not necessarily just ours they're so dependent on the community and absolutely and dog lovers are a community in and of themselves and i think if people realize how much joy a dog can bring to a responsible dog owner oh yeah there i mean there would be no need for shelters and that's the key word you said responsible dog owner that's true because a lot of people that have dogs 
don't deserve dogs. Agreed 100%. Yeah, we get dogs that come in that are abused. So we help them build trust. We help them build confidence. We help them build the skills to become more adoptable. You know, because sometimes you go in a shelter and there's a dog in there and the shelter doesn't really know much. So we help the shelter and the rescues yeah. learn about their dog. Well, maybe if we sent them on an adventure like the Stray's dog went on, <laughs> yeah. that would help build some confidence, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, it's everybody working together. And that's why a lot of people like Fantastic Friends because we help everybody. We do what's best for the dogs. There's no drama. Nobody's got time for that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're helping changing and save lives. So what you do at the rescue there and, you know, what all the other rescues do here around the country, it's a great thing. Fantastic and, thing. And, and they're not doing it for a pat on the back. They're not doing it for a check. They're doing it because they truly love dogs and want to help change lives and save lives. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Do. This is exactly why I had you guys on this particular episode for a movie like this. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure anybody who's listening after they've seen this movie knows there are these kinds of organizations that they can, you know, get involved with. So there will be links in the show notes down below. So uh, anybody who's listening at home will be able to check you guys out. Thanks and, so much uh, for having me. Yeah. Very thank nice. you so much for doing the show. I hope everybody here in the uh, theater had a good time. This was the third of three in a row that we did here at Maya Cinemas. Um, we will hopefully be in announcing some more soon um but that is today's show so thank you all for being here thank you thank you Hi, this is Wax Tracks Records here on 2909 South Decatur. We buy all your old 45s, your old albums, any type of music memorabilia. Also, we sell music memorabilia, albums, CDs, and a lot. Come on down to Wax Tracks, 2909 South Decatur, or give me a call at 702-362-4300. Thank you very much. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Strays. It was such a fun time doing the live show. That was the third of three live shows we did at Maya Cinemas this summer. Um, we haven't scheduled our next ones yet, but I'm sure we will be announcing something very soon. There are so many movies to cover in the coming months, so keep an eye out and make sure you're subscribed. You could subscribe to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening right now, of course. And if you're enjoying the show, maybe drop us a little five-star rating and review. Uh, if that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, that would be very helpful. And of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. I'm recording this right before this uh, giant Hurricane Hillary hits ground, and uh, who knows what the hell's going on right now when this episode is uh, hitting the feed on Monday, but, uh, you know, hopefully we're all good. But there will be lots of piecing it together on the way, so make sure you're subscribed. Uh, aside from that, I did tell you about the Patreon. I'll be releasing a special bonus exclusive album to the patreon in the next week so uh you know if you want to maybe sign up for that there's no better time we just dropped a bunch of exclusive awesome movie year episodes there's some piecing it together episodes to check out it's patreon.com slash by david rosen i do appreciate the support and uh one last thank you to maya cinemas for having us out for these live shows and like i said hopefully we'll be back soon so let's close this out with a piece of music and of course, there's nothing that would be a better fit for a movie like Strays than a 
a song from my recently released, long delayed, but finally out there in the world album of songs about dogs and cats. It is called The Pup Pups, Who Wants Din Din? And this is 19 songs all about just how fun and ridiculous and adorable dogs and cats are. And uh, some of the songs are actually sung by my dogs. And uh, this one that I'm about to play is sung by Harvey. It's called Big Dog 2. And uh, it's really, really cute and ridiculous. And Harvey is the best. And uh, he's sitting right behind me right now while I record this. So uh, I hope you enjoy Big Dog 2 from the Pup Pups album, Who Wants Din Din, which is available right now on Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming places, and on a limited edition CD that you can get at thepuppups.bandcamp.com. You could also go to my website, bydavidrosen.com, and there's links to where you can get it. Also at Wax Tracks Records here in Las Vegas. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.